Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. And today, on this wonderful full moon, I would like to talk about developing a relationship with death. Here in the developed world, we really don't have to deal with death very often or in any way, shape, or form very often. We buy our food from the grocery store, so there's nothing involved with if you're eating meat, with killing your food or processing your food. And I'm, if you are vegan or vegetarian, most of the plants that you eat are being killed so you can eat them. So either way, there's death involved in keeping you alive. But more than that, we have a complete phobia of death. We have this pretend that we're never going to die. Our elderly are packed away in elderly care centers where they're just sort of left until they die. They're not, they're not really part of our society the way everybody else is. We have a very youth conscious sort of mindset towards everything. Everybody's trying to look young, stay young forever, which isn't how life works, which is part of where our problem with our relationship with death comes from. Understanding that you are a finite being and that one day you will die, I think is really essential to happiness. And most of us don't have to deal with that reality until we're significantly older. It's usually like a grandparent or something like that. That is the first real traumatic end for a lot of people. Many of us do have friends um, or casual acquaintances or friends of friends who pass away that we have to deal with, but it's not the same kind of impact of, as understanding that one day you are going to die. It's a very different mindset, understanding that you will run out of time at some point and that you don't know when it will be other than you know, as opposed to thinking that you're going to go on, even if you don't think you're going to die, thinking you're going to make it to a hundred and that everything up till that point is going to be good health and rosy. When you actually look at the developed world, people are living longer, but I would argue that they're not living their last years are not very high up on the, the quality of life. Uh, we have people living in ways that if it were your dog, it would be considered kind of cruel to keep them going. In my opinion, I'm not saying that we should euthanize our elderly, but what I'm saying is, is we're focusing on living longer without focusing on living better at that age. I would much rather drop dead at 70 and be fully functional, pretty healthy than limp along to 85 for my last 15 years. Uh, I've, you know, my, both my grandmothers, their last few years, they didn't have any idea who I was. They didn't have any idea really what was going on around them. My grandfather, my dad's dad, he he was pretty good right up until the past couple of years. And, you know, my mom's mom and my dad's dad lived into their late 80s, early 90s. My dad's mom, she had a stroke and the doctors ignored the DNR. And her last several years, she was, I mean, mentally, she was kind of like a three-year-old. But I'm not here to talk about people who have had a good life and lived a long life and are at the end of their time. I'm talking about you understanding and me understanding um, that we don't know when our end is coming. And I think understanding that has a huge effect on the way you live your life. I think a lot of us soak up a lot of stuff that we don't want to do, things that we don't, we don't feel is right for us in our life. Because tomorrow, you know, there's always tomorrow. We can take care of it tomorrow. And the reality is that's not necessarily true for any of us. We don't know 
when our time here is going to run out. I learned that lesson at a very young age. I would say this is probably the defining moment of my entire life and and how it shaped my perspective on life and living and how to interact with the world and how I attached to people and didn't attach to people. And that event would be the death of my little brother. And while it's not the same as living through it, I'm, I'm hoping that this story can kind of impress upon you that we don't know when we're going to go and that you should use your time in a way that is fulfilling to you and is satisfying to you that leads to your happiness, not in a selfish way in the way that so many people use it, but in a way that puts you at peace with your existence here on earth. So two weeks before my 10th birthday, my five-year-old brother had an aneurysm at the dinner table. It wasn't anything like there were no pre-existing conditions. There was no indication. We had no idea that there was, there was no signs that this would happen. Uh, We were all just sitting down to dinner. He sat down, he took a couple bites of food. He let out a little cry and then just slumped over in the dinner chair, face down on the table. Initially, none of us really knew what was happening. We just knew it was wrong. Obviously, I was kind of old enough to understand a little bit, but at nine years old in in the U.S., you know, people don't generally just drop that at the dinner table. So my dad put my brother on the floor, um, checked. There was no pulse. He had my mom call 911. He started doing CPR on my brother, a neighbor who worked for, he was a volunteer like EMF, um, EMS guy heard the call go out on his little scanner and came over to our house. He was there in just a couple minutes cause he lived right down the street and he came in and started doing CPR on my brother with my dad. I can, I remember very clearly our dog freaking out. So I locked the dog in the bathroom and went back to see if there was anything else I could do. And I can very clearly remember learning at that moment that doing CPR, people often throw up. Um, I got a pretty heaping helping dosing a, a dose of life in that afternoon. And the ambulance showed up and took him off to the hospital. And in your little nine-year-old brain, people go to the hospital, they get better and they come back. So I didn't even, I mean, it was unsettling, obviously being through it, but it never even occurred to me that that might have been the last time I saw my brother. And so we went to school the next day and like everybody else had kind of heard what happened and everybody knew that he wasn't coming home. But my brother and I, my, my other brother didn't know that was the case. And we got home and our parents took us upstairs and they explained what had happened and that we were never going to see Cody again. I very quickly understood what that meant. My brother was gone. He was never coming home. My other brother was a couple years younger than me, and he didn't immediately understand it. It hadn't really sunk in, and it took him a few minutes to really grasp what had happened. And we all just kind of sat together and cried. And losing somebody is hard. Losing somebody in your immediate family that you interact with every single day is extremely hard. There was a long time of setting the dinner table for five people. We did four plates now. Uh, A lot of routines, not even really routines, but just things you'd gotten used to that weren't there anymore. They were just gone. And it's, I mean, at that age, it felt like a really long time. I don't know how long that process went on, 
but I remember it was a long adjustment period getting used to that. There's the going through this stuff and figuring out what you're going to keep and what you're going to get rid of. Do you want keepsakes or there, you know, like, do you feel a little dirty keeping toys that you want to play with? So there, there's, there was a huge adjustment period there and you get past it. And then you just look at the world differently. You don't see things the same anymore. And you just, you can't see things the same anymore. The whole world is different after that happens. And my point isn't to make anybody feel bad for me or pretend that I had a bad childhood or anything like that. It's just that my brother was five years old when he dropped dead at the dinner table. It wasn't like he was sickly. It was nothing like that. He was just there and then he was gone. And because most of us never really have to deal with losing someone close to us until much later in life, there's not the sort of, you know, even like a hundred, 200 years ago, there wasn't the losing of children that people would have dealt with on the regular. We, we don't really have any relationship with death at all. And it's, we don't have a relationship to the point where we pretend it isn't going to happen to us, which I don't think is a healthy way to live. I think understanding that one day you will no longer be here, that your life is going to end and that the world will go on without you is incredibly important to doing what makes you happy in life. You can spend a lot of time doing things that make you miserable because you think you have to, or that, you know, I can fix that tomorrow or next year will be better. But the reality is any one of us could pull out of our driveway and head to work and get T-boned by a semi that day. It happens all the time. We just don't operate with the understanding that today may be the last day we have. And I'm not talking about it either from the standpoint of max out your credit cards, travel the world, do it up. I'm talking about the standpoint of live your life your way because you may not get another chance other than today. The more you understand that your life is going to come to an end, the better able you are to evaluate what is worth your time from an energy and attention commitment. If, if you're living your life like a hamster running in a wheel, just going through the motions, doing things because you're supposed to, or because this is, this is what I've making a decision or committing to something is too hard. Then you're really cheating yourself. You're not really living your life. You're operating from a standpoint that tomorrow will show up and maybe, maybe tomorrow I'll do something about it. I think it's important to live your life understanding that you are a finite being that your time is going to come to an end. I think it also helps you be more compassionate towards the people around you. You don't know what the circumstances are. Maybe maybe that person who was an asshole to you at the front of the line just buried his daughter. You have no idea what's going on. Things happen that are hard to deal with, that are life-changing all the time. We're just largely insulated from them. It's a blessing that our lives have gotten so good that we don't regularly have to deal with this sort of thing. It's, it's not a pleasant experience and it's not anything that I would wish anyone to go through, but I think at least having the understanding that it could happen to you gives you a perspective that will help you build the life you want much better than just checking the boxes in life. 
I also think that having a relationship with death and understanding that life comes to an end makes it a lot easier to deal with it when someone does pass. Obviously, there are traumatic circumstances uh, that can make a death much, much more difficult to deal with. But, you know, people getting older and dying is is a part of life. That's that's how life works. And understanding that makes that sort of transition much easier to process, a much more manageable situation than just under, you know, believing that this person is going to be there forever. Last year, I lost my last two living grandparents in just a few months apart. And while it was sad, you know, that they were no longer in my life, they were also both in their 90s. And, you know, they both had good lives and they, you know, I'd had time and been able to talk to them and enjoy their company and enjoy them being part of my life. And, you know, once, once they were in their late eighties, you really realize that it's not going to be much longer before they're not in your life anymore. And I think understanding that makes you appreciate that time even more rather than just assuming that you're going to be able to call grandpa up whenever you want and talk to him. I think it's important to understand that that time is valuable. It's important and that it's a blessing to be able to spend that time with them, to talk to them, to do things, because I can assure you that once they're gone, you will not be thinking you spent too much time with them. I would say the other major defining moment in my life was in 2013 when my mom decided to take her own life. It was a situation where we knew she was kind of depressed and struggling, but we had absolutely no idea what extent that problem was until she was gone. And while my brother was tough because it was tragic, it was unexpected, I can tell you it it had nothing like the effect that my mom's suicide had. To, To find out It was a moment in time that really, really made me question everything I thought was important. Things that I thought were really important that I was really focused on suddenly didn't matter at all. I didn't care about them in the slightest. I wanted nothing to do with them. And all of a sudden, other things that I'd been putting on the back burner became very important. It became obvious that that's where I should be focusing my time and attention. And the reason is because I had fallen into the... I'll fix it tomorrow. I can make that happen tomorrow. I have another day. And while suicide is a voluntary action, I didn't I didn't consider that at 33 years old my perfectly healthy mom would suddenly be gone one day. It hadn't even entered my mind that that was a possibility. In in my brain she wasn't sick, she was fine. She had lots of great things going for her. And then I got a phone call one day to come by the house because something had happened and there were six police cars out front of my dad's house. It was a very sobering experience and it's the event that made where I am right now happen. Really. It was the driving force to get me stuck out of my rut and start pushing for things that really mattered for me because all those things that I had accepted I didn't, I realized not only did I not have to accept them, I shouldn't accept them because one day I could find myself so miserable that I was questioning whether or not I wanted to go on with my life. I don't talk about my 
brother's death or my mother's death very much. And it's not because I'm unable to, or it's too painful or anything like that. It's, it's more like, I don't feel like burdening anyone with a sad story, but I, I have become increasingly concerned that I'm not doing anyone any favors by not sharing it simply because while they're tragic events, there are some incredible lessons to be learned from both of those experiences. I know that in the long run, my life is better having gone through those experiences. Not that I think you should seek out tragedies like that to, you know, test your metal or any kind of BS like that. But I know that having gone through those, I learned some incredible things that I have used to make my life better, to get where I want to be and to accept less mediocrity for myself, swallow less stuff that I don't want to do that isn't right for me and to forge ahead and make things happen for myself in a way that is more in keeping with what I want for myself. And I share these stories because I'm hoping that you listening out there can absorb some of that from my experiences and without going through it on your own can make your life better from what I've been through. So after that very sobering talk, I had a fantastic couple of days camping and hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park yesterday. I'm here in beautiful Colorado, something that I had been trying to make happen for years and finally realized here late last year at the end of last year. And my mom's death was the fast, the, the, the push that set off the chain of dominoes that got me here. If, if I hadn't gone through that experience, I might still be working a job that didn't satisfy me, making money and saving and hoping one day I could do the things I wanted to do. That absolutely awful time of dealing with my mom's suicide really, really made me realize that it just wasn't worth it to do things that I hated doing. So on this wonderful full moon, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope you get to push for things that you really want in your life. I hope you settle for less crap in your life that you don't want to be there. I hope you ruthlessly weed your garden and create a life that really is satisfying and really makes you happy. I can't promise that there will be no hard times because that isn't how life works. But I hope the hard times bring you joy and bring you good things in the end, things that really, really satisfy you because we all learn great things. If we allow ourselves from even the worst of times, that's all I've got for you today. Think a little bit about developing a relationship with death, make especially developing a relationship with your own death and build the life you want. Wishing you all the best. And until the new moon in a couple weeks, take care of yourself and go feral.